This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. I'm Christy. I'm the CEO of Four Days. What I love about where we are in fashion is that I think it's a wide landscape for innovation and new business models and really empowering the customer to participate in a new way. A lifetime membership to a better way of living. Sounds promising. This is more than an idea. This is an innovative circular t-shirt company that could change fast fashion's waste problem and a new model for commerce for things that we use every day. Coming up, you'll hear balanced fashion founder and fashion is your business host, Natalia Makalova, talk with the CEO of a company that is offering access to things that make consumers happy in an optimistic and futuristic way. And how this kind of economy of sharing materials is aiming to do it without disrupting consumption patterns. All this recorded on location in Los Angeles at Remote Conference. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Thank you so much for making time to meet with me. Very happy to be here. Awesome. So, four days. Um, it just publicly launched not so long ago. Uh, and also, um, it has a store opening, which I attended and I met you there um, in New York City, which really introduces um, a kind of very new circular business model for a, a fashion brand that can truly work and operate this new way of kind of thinking and seeing how the brand can be. Can, can you talk about this just from a perspective of what your vision was and what it is right now? Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, it's a new model for commerce that really provides an opportunity for us as consumers, customers, users, members to change our relationship with the products that we use every day. Basics like t-shirts, socks, lounge, right. underwear, why are we stuck in the cycle of ownership? Um, we pr produce, we purchase, we pollute. We produce, right. purchase, and pollute. There must be another way. And so I kind of took a step back and said there are really interesting things happening in the access economy, which actually provide a lot of opportunity to build a closed-loop system. Right. And so it's a combination of those two things that um, kind of allowed Four Days to be born as this membership-based program where you sign up, have basics, organic t-shirts for men's and women's. Um, you choose however many you want. You wear them out. You stain them, stretch them, rip them, uh, whatever works for you. And then you order fresh ones. And when you're ready to order the fresh ones, you receive them. You put the old ones back in the bag, send them back to us, and we upcycle all of the materials. So you get to have everything you want without creating waste. I just love to hear that. <laughs> I feel like I can just like hear that on repeat. And just understanding that this is reality. This is not a concept. It, it used yeah. to be a concept, obviously, in your head. <laughs> and, and lots of people has. But you guys are the first one that actually implemented it in a, mm -hmm. such an efficient way, it seems. Um, through, with basics. With the basics that we literally wear every single day. A t-shirt that always have, like, you know, stains all over it. And I really <laughs> don't want to just, like, completely get rid of it. So I just, like, put a patch on it and try to be creative with it. Mm. Well, you, there is, like, one way of doing it. But there is another way that the businesses have never provided me, you know. And now four days can provide that solution to exchange an item for a, basically for a fee, for a similar a smaller fee. But it is a subscription based, um, so you don't really purchase it. 
you're really creating this almost like a shared, I don't want to say a sharing economy, but like another type of, of, of consuming fashion. Yeah, I like to say it's just sharing economy in the right. very highest sense because we're right. sharing materials. Right. <laughs> but yes. nobody really wants to share my pit stain t-shirt. Right? So, and we want you to live your life in your clothing. So our mission is to eliminate closet clutter and clothing waste. No biggie, right? But it's cool because you can actually swap things out. So you can imagine your closet expanding and contracting exactly as you need it. You don't have that accumulation problem, that dirty little secret of like really bad clothes that you don't know what to do with. And I mean, a little interesting kind of point is that 85% of donations get sent to landfill. Yeah, and so we have we actually have not many, a, know that. not many people know that. So mm-hmm. we feel better because we donate, but at the same time, right. it's not really solving the problem. And so if I right. can provide value to you as a customer, as a member, by giving you access to all of this really great product without creating waste, it benefits everybody. Absolutely, and it doesn't really make me change my consumption patterns, right? It doesn't make me feel like. Oh, am I doing right? Am I doing wrong? No, no, actually, it makes me feel great about using, you know, this kind of um, this kind of business model because I am I'm, I'm still the same person as I was, but a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can talk to friends about it, right? And I'm sure word of mouth is going to be like the biggest thing because I already spread information about yeah. you guys, like to most of my friends that I spoke speak about fashion with, which is. There's a lot of people, um, and and, and thank you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that 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 kind of like how do you uh, communicate to a client? What are the, uh, the the ways that you the words maybe that you use mostly to communicate the concept? Yeah, to 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 our membership base. Um, right now, if you go to our website, you see. Uh, start a new relationship and never turn back. Wow. Oh, yes, um, your copy is amazing. I wanted to say the copy is yeah. just right on point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think it is about having access mm-hmm. to the things that make you happy. It's mm-hmm. opportun- It's it's optimistic, it's futuristic, and come Absolutely. be part of the solution in a way that's actually fulfilling. Um, so we're definitely the opposite of, like, doom and gloom, like, this is ruining the planet. Yes. Which I don't think is motivating no. or exciting. For no, and so no it's. One. It's really about, hey, we're empowering you to do something. We need you um, to participate, to close the loop. The active engagement in our system is the closed loop process. Without the members, we don't have a closed loop system. Absolutely. It is like a little bit of a a participation and activism for Mm -hmm. fashion change. And uh, this is also very empowering for customers. So that's why, you know, that Mm -hmm. ego boost that that, that your company gives to a customer is also priceless. This is wonderful. Uh, Okay. Let's talk a little bit about scalability of this yeah. because it's, I'm sure it's been a question for a while now. Uh, like how, okay, there, it's possible on this scale. How do you do you replicate? Do you scale in a bigger perspective or it's like licensing? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we scale. I think about it um, from a platform perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, and I think most people who know about closed-up systems or circular economy, you have to design for a circular economy. There right. aren't a tremendous amount of people out there doing it effectively. Absolutely. So we had to do it ourselves mm-hmm. um, to make sure the product was built for upcycling. But I do think mm-hmm. there's an increasing pool of amazing product that will be designed in this way. So right. we like to say we're the tip of the iceberg. We're proving the model. But ultimately, I'd love to welcome more product on this. So our members can actually live their life this way. Yes. Um, so that yes. that's the vision for the future is that more and more can can be on a circular refresh system. Um, I, I think this yeah. is this is it. this is exactly what I like again want to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> As I speak with professionals in the industry, it's yeah. really not about just technology solutions saving the industry, but it's a as the consumption patterns, but also the business models that yeah. drive those consumption patterns. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, now I want to really, really kind of dive deep into uh, the production aspect of these sure. things because um, I kind of heard from somewhere that you actually own a factory. Is that we're true? building a factory. Yeah. Yeah, we're building a factory. So I think, I mean, as you said, it's it's about the business model, but it's putting the components of innovative manufacturing technology into place. And the manufacturing is kind of a cultural center for us because we right. think that it's all about how you make product, how efficiently you make product. Right. Um, and so we're building a small prototype in Los Angeles, in Hawthorne. Wonderful. And so it'll be our first move into more zero-waste manufacturing. Mm-hmm. We'll be closer to market. We'll make less inventory. We're working on um, water recycling programs. So we'll wow. be very water-efficient, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I feel like water is like the like dirty secret of the industry that nobody talks about as much, especially in production of cotton, right? And yeah. organic fibers. Uh, so yes, thank you for mentioning that 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 circularity of water is also very important in, in this system. Yep. Um, all right, cool. And um, I mean, you launched with the pop-up or the retail store, right? Yeah. Location. How important is that model to you and whether you're planning to expand on that or keep it smaller? I mean, I come from a, a fashion background that believes in retail. And right. so for me, I think the retail footprint is necessarily changing forever. And I'm super excited to participate and lead right. the way in that. Um, touching and feeling and interacting with product, there's nothing better. Totally. And so there really isn't. And being able to try it on and feel the excitement and hear the story and really engage um, is something that I think will be important to us f- for the perpetuity. Um, totally. I think that there are interesting ways to intersect the customer behavior and whether it be in new places mm. like hotels, you could right. exchange your shirts, um, where are we delivering and picking up? Um, airports. it's yeah. Airports. It doesn't always have to be a retail store. Absolutely. And I think for us, it's a very small footprint that does a lot of work for us that we're envisioning. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. And you don't need so much space. And I want to say yeah. that the pro- I've touched the product. I've, I've tried on the product. It feels like, I don't know. It feels so good. Yeah, it really is. Like the the, the touch, the hand, right? Yeah, the, the, hand. the hand. The hand is so soft and so just pleasant. I yeah. know it's, it feels weird because why not all the products are like that? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it. At first and foremost, central to yeah, central to what we do is good product, mm-hmm. and it. I right. don't think you can start anywhere without great product, and so yeah. we developed our fabric qualities ourselves. We're very focused on long staple length cotton. It's 100% got certified. Yes. Um, the dyes are certified. We do a custom enzyme wash on it, which is a natural process. Mm-hmm. So the softening of the fabric is actually intrinsic to the fiber once it's delivered to you. A lot of people take a shortcut and put a softener on it. Synthetic. Yep. It's usually a silicone wash. It washes off as you wash the shirt. So that's why the texture changes. Ours won't change. It'll actually continue to get softer with wash. And so we want you to live in these shirts. Wear them. Wear them out. It's not um, lost on us that longevity of product is really important. Wow. Wonderful. All right. When we come back, we'll learn more about the technology and operations behind running the circular business model fashion brand. Entrepreneurista. A woman who organizes and operates a business, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. One who has a drive, passion, and vision with an undying determination to succeed. She is fiercely motivated, ambitious, and competitive, forging her own path to independence and success. That's an entrepreneurista. Through the conversations on the Entrepreneurista podcast, we want to celebrate failures, reflect on successes, and get unfiltered about what it takes to be your own boss. 
This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have, with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done, and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram, with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Check out all our latest episodes at entreprenistapodcast.com. You are running a brand, a brand that has not really been existed before, and I'm sure, and you have a background, obviously, in building brands already, um, which I would like you to talk about as well. But uh, what's the difference between running the, the 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 linear brand and the circular, and what are the um, not only challenges, but I want to kind of see it from a, a more positive perspective. What are the things that you are um, creating, whether mm. it's a new system, operational, or maybe technologies that you're missing and that you'd like to have yeah. in order to solve a certain problem? Oh, I love this question. question. Yeah, no, I love this question. So as much as I'm a creator and a creative, I actually have an engineering background. What? So yeah, so I studied industrial engineering undergrad. So oh. I love systems and I love yes. processes. And I think we're in a really exciting time where technology can enable more intelligent and faster and more efficient processes. For us, it starts with design. Designing for circularity, I think, is at the core of any circular economy conversation. So what are your material choices and are you planning for end of life? But for us, it's also about how are we tracking, tracing, um, and receiving product back. And most businesses don't have to be prepared to take it all back. Right. And so we do that through um, individual product tagging and tracking. Um, We do that through a customized technology platform that enables that. That then, therefore, enables our data layers to be smarter about customer behavior. We actually have beginning of life and end of life data, so which is also a a unique point to know when you're done. Yes, Um, it's cool. It helps us service customers Mm -hmm. um, ultimately and. For us, what we're looking for is innovations in any step. And so we're always open. And I say we're a receptacle for innovation um, because the post-consumer recycling technology is something that's very important to us. Um, Anything on kind of innovation on ERP and AI, like that's super interesting to us. Machinery innovation on automation, super interesting to us. RFID technology. Yes. Are you using RFID technology now? We're not yet. So I calling all RFID vendors. No, what we're looking for is something that's very small, washable, because it has to stay with the product. Totally. So for us, for it to work, it has to come back to us in a readable format. And uh, Natasha Frank from Eon. Yeah. She is at the conference. She is. I know. She was on my <laughs> panel. Speaking in the panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so things like exists. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, awesome. but it's, it's all new. And I think totally. that's really exciting and, and very promising. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. You, you did mention a lot of like, uh, technologies and applications. Um, Currently, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of things are going on like manual, right? And then like, yeah, you, I mean, it's and a then test. You build. It's a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an MVP. You, yeah. you, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, besides these type of challenges, what other challenges are there that you didn't expect necessary to kind of face? Um, As a business owner. Yeah, time. I mean, there are always unexpected things where you're like, what? Why is it taking longer and costing right. more? And no. Yes. Um, for us, we've had to build a custom platform for commerce because, again, this receive and return. Right. And so right. they're just inherent 
challenges with that. It's just technology building. Technology yes. building is hard. Yeah. And we can't just plug into Shopify. So yeah. for us, it's an asset and it's also definitely totally. a focus and, and requires a lot of work and, and investment. So I feel you. Yeah. It it's, it's interesting because I kind of uh, see the parallel with the company that I used to work with called Tinker Tailor. It's a customization platform. Right. And we would, you know, have our e-commerce, but then we'll customize it to that level where, you know, like the back end is, is a, it's, it's difficult, it's challenging. The back end is challenging, but the front end obviously looks seamless to a customer, but then the back end needs to also develop. So there's just so many sides that are invisible to a customer that you need to kind of focus on as well. So yep. uh, cheers to that. Like, yeah. I really yeah. I, I, I really feel you. Um, <laughs> and thanks for tackling on that as well. How big is your team right now and how, how, how are you looking to grow, I guess, um, your business? In yeah, a, we're nine base. people. Oh, that's, that's a lot of people already. Yeah, yeah. Or so not. We're, no, not really when you think about all of the things that we're tackling. Right. So we're pretty evenly um, staffed in manufacturing and production and technology mm-hmm. and marketing and design and leadership. So it's really, you know, we're, we're kind of pushing on all fronts simultaneously. Totally. And, um, for me, it's having this customer-centric mentality and, and a really strong culture of collaboration. So mm-hmm. even when we're having technology conversations, we talk about the business needs and the customer needs. Even when we're having a manufacturing conversation, it's how is it in service mm-hmm. to great product, delivering on time to people in the right way. And so that is so fun. I think um, yes. it's really a nice true north. Awesome. Um, can you talk about your background a little bit and see, um, maybe can you pinpoint a moment where you realize this is what I want to build? And- sure. Yeah. I mean, my background, I've been in fashion for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an unusual educational background, as I mentioned. I studied engineering and painting, and then mm-hmm. I did an MBA and a design program. And so I was very fortunate. I went into the Gap Brands for about five years, um, got to launch and grow businesses there for Mm -hmm. the majority of my time, and um, ultimately lived in Tokyo for a year, saw just the sheer magnitude of production that was our Asian footprint, and really found it profoundly troubling. Right. Not because anything was going wrong, but just more that I felt really disconnected. And um, so I wanted to do what I knew how to do for good. And Took over Product Red for Gap, which was my first kind of oh yeah interesting. first foray into to mission oriented yes. business, and you know really felt like we could do a lot with it, and right. it was the first of its kind. Um, so we started a sourcing strategy in Africa because right. I was like, why are we making T-shirts in China to help? Africa. Maybe we make t-shirts in Africa to help Africa. Right. Right. Simple. Simple, but, but yeah, not, not so, so obvious all the time. <laughs> and so we did that quite successfully. Mm-hmm. And then um, I left the gap. I started a company in 2010 called Mayette. Yes. And in that endeavor, really felt like we needed to change the conversation from an aesthetic perspective Absolutely. around mission. People just thought inherently mission-oriented businesses go into the philanthropy category. Right. Go sell at Whole Foods. Right. You or know. like just embroidery. And yeah. Just think about that or just... Yeah. Another aesthetic. Yeah. So I was like, no, we're going to sell them Barney's. Yes. And so. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful brand. Very beautiful. We were still very involved in the wholesale model and we're mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny brand. So we're like this little engine that could in a very inefficient ecosystem right. financially. I and feel you. I was just really tortured by the quantity of product I saw being made and not being sold at full price, or right. not being sold efficiently. And right. I was like, oh. And we're at this exclusive price point and um, started having some. I do. I was sitting on this World Economic Forum Global Future Council on consumption with really cool people from like Alibaba and H&M and um, Visa and UPS, like really amazing, huge organizations Mm -hmm. and realized, one, I was at the forefront of these sustainability conversations. And two, that consumption was moving in a very specific direction that required a business model shift. 
And I felt like it was hard to put the pieces together, not owning the pieces in the right way. Mm. And so I was like, you know, I really want to do something more inclusive, more scalable to your earlier question, something that can build a very big business and touch a lot of lives. Right. Um, and kind of going back to my original roots from gap days, it felt like basics really hasn't been touched in like forever. True. True. There's <laughs> not much innovation happening at basics. That's, that's interesting. So, so it's a good mention. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess last question that I'd like to kind of tackle also a little bit more on a technical aspect of, uh, what happens to a product once it's returned? Um, You know, because to me, you know, as a consumer, it would be an interesting kind of question. Like, what, am I really going to wear something that I wore before and I'm, am I going to feel the smell? You know, it's like simple questions like it's that. It's super simple questions. That's what I said about it's not really the sharing economy in the way that right. you think about it. Um, so we take product back and upcycle fibers. Fibers. Yes. Fiber so level, which it's is... It's fiber level. Not which, even not even threads. No, fiber <laughs> level. So we take... Because we design mm -hmm. the product to make the product ourselves, we know what goes into it. Everything that right. goes in is 100% God certified mm -hmm. organic cotton. Sure. When we take it back, we work with post-consumer recycling partners that do mechanical post-consumer recycling. So they chop it up. They turn it back into like a pulp. Right. They re-extrude a, fi fi a fiber and a yarn. And then that yarn's re into a t-shirt or other product. Um, right. So it really has gone through a full life cycle. Right. That means you're not going to get weird, gross, smelly teas. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a super fresh tea. Right. Um, just made with slightly different materials. Good. I, I hope that helped uh, some of our listeners to understand how the circular yeah. business model can work. Yep. Um, Awesome. Christy, thank you so much. We're going to take another break. And then after that, we're going to learn about Christy a little bit more as a person. So stay with us. Welcome to Hashtag Moms Got This. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Stacey Eagle. Together, we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. And remember, Moms Got This. <laughs> It's time for questions off the grid. With fashion is your business. The audience can't see it now, but um, you're pregnant with your yes. first child. Yes, very. <laughs> Can you leave a message for your child? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, What I'm would you like to hear them? Well, I'm going to meet her in two weeks, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I think we're really, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. So I you think, <laughs> I mean, I'm a realist and an optimist, but I very much believe we're at an inflection point and, mm -hmm. and I hope that we can, as a community, as individuals, as a larger world, really come, collaborate, come together to, um, work intensely together to, to improve things and, and not be afraid to have hard conversations and not be afraid to think really differently yes. and challenge the status quo. Yes. And get involved, get your hands dirty, um, but really remember the sense of connectivity. Right, the sense of connectivity, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Yeah. That was really refreshing. Thanks. Very, very, very inspiring, yeah, so too. Fun. Thank and you. Um, thanks to the audience tuning in and um, hearing uh, about something that really makes a difference in our industry. So thanks for being part of it as well. Um, and that's Natalia Makulova. And um, thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.